Hey, what is going on, guys? This is DK back at you with another video here to break down the eight-game NBA slate on Tuesday. Uh, if you're a first-time viewer, uh, we cover content for DFS, for prize picks, NBA, NFL, XFL. Prize picks that are the sponsor can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. I'll link down below. Had a phenomenal day. Had a phenomenal day there today. Went four for four, clean sweep. So hoping to keep that going. I'll have a prize picks video up after this one as well. Had a great weekend of DFS, um, great week for XFL, um, took down the showdown slate last night. Uh, unfortunately, tonight for um, for DFS, I did not cash here. We can go over my lineup um, on the main slate, but or I'm not, um, I think I probably need like a miracle to cash. But let's go here. Let's bring it up. Um, Let's talk about my build once it loads. All right, so I went to Dame, uh, Alec Burks, Diallo, Nigel Marshall, Bagley, Tyrese Maxey, Trey Murphy, and uh, Low Owns Bonus. Um, yeah, kind of like game stacks, the, the, the Portland and Detroit game. Diallo getting injured didn't help. Marvin Bagley was kind I mean, he wasn't a bust, but he wasn't amazing. And uh, yeah, I was really high on Trey Murphy. That's looking good. Uh, I went to Sabonis at low ownership. That's looking good. But unfortunately, once again, I did not have any of the players that went to overtime, right? Back-to-back -back days for the Celtics to get overtime. Now, I did say, we talked about this a lot in the Patreon stream. I did not understand the ownership difference between Derek White, Brogdon, and Smart. And people were asking me, like, of the three, which one would I play in tournaments? I said Malcolm Brogdon. But all three were very similar plays. I didn't understand why Brogdon was 2% and White was like 30%. That didn't make any sense to me. So that worked out in a big way. But um, yeah, unless unless we get like overtime or double overtime in this Pelicans-Kings game, I don't think I'll be uh, cashing in tournaments. So that's a recap of everything. Again, full sweep on prize picks. Great, uh, great weekend overall for me in DFS. Didn't, or probably not going to cash today in the main slate, unfortunately, but still hoping to keep uh, the, the hot streak going. So let's talk about it. Milwaukee and Orlando is the first game. Um, on the Milwaukee side, Drew Holiday, status up in the air. That's going to open up some valley if he does not play. If Drew misses, you sh I would assume it's probably Javon Carter that picks up the start. If that's the case, he's going to be a fair value play. The issue I have is Milwaukee is really, really deep. So I still don't know if I go like out of my way to plenty of these guys, but like, yeah, Carter, Ingles, Connaughton, Allen, maybe even Jay Crowder probably see a little bit more run. Giannis himself, as long as the game stays competitive, I think makes for a pretty safe play at the top. Chris Middleton, minutes. He did play 27 minutes last game. He's 6.4K. I think he's playable in GPPs. That they're slowly, slowly uh, taking up his minutes. I don't think I get to Portis or Lopez or anyone else, though, on Milwaukee. All right, moving on to Orlando. So, Juan Carter Jr. is questionable, and you have Gary Harris questionable. If Juan Carter Jr. misses, it's going to be Mo Wagner and Bull Bull the benefit. Wagner should start. He probably should play about 30-ish minutes. He'd be a great value. And then Bull Bull would play the backup five and would be a, a fine contrarian value to only 3.2K. If there's no Gary Harris, you should get uh, Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony benefiting. Um, Suggs started last game, played 35 minutes. Cole Anthony dealt with some foul trouble. Only played 24, but I think if Cole Anthony would have played a bit better, they could have extended his minutes, especially in the second half. Top end guys, Fultz and Mancaro are fine for tournaments. I don't think I would get to Franz Wagner. I don't think I'd mess with any of the other value. And if Gary Harris and Juan Carter Jr. is in, it just downgrades the uh, the Magic value. 
Washington and Detroit. So we got Kuzma. We got Monte Morris, both questionable. If Kuzma misses, it's going to be Beal and Porzingis that benefit. If Monte Morris misses, uh, DeLon Wright would continue to pick up the start, and he would be a solid play there at 5K. If Kuzma and Monte Morris are both in, I don't think there's anything that stands out. Like, would I still have interest in Porzingis, Beal, Kuzma? Yeah, but probably wouldn't prioritize any of them. So that's, that's going to be huge news, right? If, if Kuzma misses, I think Beal and Porzingis are good spend-ups. And if Monte Morris misses, I think DeLon Wright's a good play in the mid-range. On the Detroit side, it's hard to say right now. I mean, a lot of guys missed the game tonight. You had Hamadou Diallo leave the game in the fourth quarter. They could once again be really shorthanded. If that's the case, then like Ivy should run the offense. Bagley and Wiseman would still be good plays in the mid-range. You had to have a short-term memory with Bagley. I still think he would be a good play to go back to. Burks, for some reason, didn't play in the fourth quarter. I don't know why, but he would most likely pick up the start. Livers would probably play a ton of minutes. And then you would get a lot of run for like Kojo and Narja Hampton. This team would be really shorthanded. If all these guys are in, then there's not a ton that stands out. But yeah, Detroit's really hard to talk about right now because you just have like seven guys that we don't know what's going to happen with. Charlotte and New York. So Charlotte, Cody Martin sat us up in the air. But the rest of the Hornets, I think they're all just more like contrarian plays. Rogier, Oubre, EJ Washington, Gordon Hayward, Mark Williams. None of these guys stand out point per dollar. Um, it's not the best matchup, but if you wanted to get to like a low owned Rogier, I don't think it's the worst idea. He has not been great in the games that have Lamelo Lamelo's been uh, missed, but we know the ceiling does go up with Terry Rogier. So he's still a guy that can go for 45, 50 when Lamelo's off the court. But yeah, there's there's nothing I really like on Charlotte. On the Knicks side, Brunson news is huge. If Brunson misses, I think quickly becomes a great play. It makes Randall, Barrett, and Hart all look better. If Brunson's in, then I think it would mainly be the top-end guys with a little bit of interest in like Barrett and Robinson and, and Quickly and Hart. Um, I finally, finally didn't click, click Emmanuel Quickly with Jalen Brunson out. Triple overtime and a 70 bomb when I finally don't play him. Every time I play Quickly, he has like 20 points in the first half and finishes with 20 points. Just like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, he would be a really, really good option. Again, Barrett, Hart, Randall would all look better. So I would I would really like this Knicks team if there's no Brunson because also it's a phenomenal matchup. But again, they're just running a really tight rotation. Philadelphia and Minnesota. So Tobias Harris and P.J. Tucker missed the game tonight. We'll see about their status. Um, if they both miss again, I assume we get the same starting lineup with Melton and uh, McDaniels moving in the starting lineup. McDaniels had a really good game. I don't think it's updated yet, but I want to say he finished. Oh, they do have it up here. So yeah, 20 points, 8 rebounds, 1 steal. I think a bit of an outlier, but if he starts again and plays like 30 minutes, you got to have Anderson at 3.1K McDaniels. Embiid, Harden, and Maxi, I think are all good plays. I think Maxi would probably be my favorite factoring in price. You saw Harden go for like 20 assists tonight. Um, and then De'Anthony Melton dealt with some foul trouble. Didn't have the best game, but if he starts again at 4.1K, I do have some interest in him. You'll get some run for Niang off the bench. I think he'd be an okay uh, tournament option. So Philly would look pretty good if both those guys are out once again. If Harris and Tucker are both in, then I think it would mainly just be the top three guys, Embiid, Harden, Maxi. On the Minnesota side, nothing really standing out. No Towns, no Noel. I think Anthony Edwards is an okay contrarian spend up. He's been a little bit quiet over the last four games, but still a guy that can break the slate anytime he touches the court. I don't love the price for Gobert, plus he's going up against Embiid. Conley just a last man in, as is McDaniels. I will say slow-mo would probably be my favorite of those mid-range plays. If he continues to play mid-30s minutes, then I like slow-mo. If he plays like 26 minutes, not so much. Uh, Torian Prince probably sees around 20 minutes off the bench, a reasonable value. And my boy, NAW, been in the rotation and been playing about 20 minutes a game. 
He's going to come off the bench and be aggressive. I think he's an okay GBP value play. Golden State OKC, really hard for me to get to anyone on Golden State. A lot of these guys have priced up from when Steph was out. Steph is now back. You got Draymond Green into, I don't know. I, I have a really hard time getting to anyone. I don't think I get to Steph yet. Clay and Poole feel a bit pricey. Draymond, I guess, is fine. Like, whole, his role doesn't really change much. DiVincenzo, if he uh, continues to start, I think is a fair play too. But yeah, Looney's minutes down, Kaminga's minutes down. Mm. Nothing, nothing I love on the Golden State set. How about Oklahoma City? So, again, we get the news. Oh, Shea's going to have his minutes monitored. These normal minutes, 37 minutes. And we, brought, we talked about it in the Patreon stream. I was like, I just don't know what minutes monitored means. Because they said the same thing about Bogdan Madanovic a couple sites ago. He played like 40 minutes. So, it literally, just don't say it. Right? That's why just don't say minutes monitored. Because that literally doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't mean anything. It's just like a blank statement. It's like, just don't say a thing. Minutes monitored doesn't mean anything. Minutes limited means something. Minutes monitored doesn't mean anything. So just stop it with that quote. The coaches need to stop that. Remove it from the vocabulary. Shea, I mean, if he plays his normal minutes, I like his ceiling. Giddy feels a bit pricey with Shea back. We'll see about the status of Jalen Williams. If he misses, you know, Dort would benefit. Maybe whoever starts for, for Jalen Williams would be playable, but you just can never trust the Thunder. The big rotation, I don't think I want to mess with it. I mean, the big Jalen Williams, you got Sarge, you got Jerry. There's just too many bodies, and yeah, I, I probably won't go there. Brooklyn and Houston. This is, I really like the Nets. I, it's so tilting because I bet on the Nets last couple slays. I feel like they just continue to be involved in blowouts or, you know, guys go to the locker room or whatever, but they're running a really tight rotation. The field is still not picking up on it. Like, Bridges, Dinwiddie, Claxton, Cam Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal. They're running, like, those six guys are playing a majority of the game, and it's a phenomenal matchup here. So if this game could stay competitive, I really like the Nets. Again, Mikel Bridges starting to take over, starting to show that star power that I think he had. Like, I think Mikel Bridges is a really good NBA player. Uh, 8.1K, he's becoming their go-to guy offensively. I think he looks good. I think I've slightly preferred Dinwiddie at 7-3. He probably plays 35 to 40 minutes, but both look good at the top. Claxton minutes haven't been as high. He's like kind of hovering that 30-ish minute range, but against his Houston front court, I would not be surprised if he puts up a big game. Cam Johnson went to the locker room. Still played 35 minutes last game. Um, I think he's a pretty good play in the mid-range. Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal. These guys should see solid run. 38 and 33 minutes for Dorian Finney-Smith over the last couple games. Royce O'Neal, 34. Only 19 last game. But, yeah, there, there's a lot to like here for me for the Nets. It's mainly those top-end guys with some interest in Dorian Finney-Smith and some interest in Royce O'Neal. For Houston, Shingun, KPJ, Jalen Green, I think all viable. Last game was a blowout, so they didn't play their full minutes. But if we get a game where these guys are pushing mid-30s minutes, like this game looks pretty appealing, right? 32 minutes last game for, for uh, KPJ in a blowout. Jalen Green played uh, 27 minutes in a blowout. I think the top three guys are solid GBP plays. KJ Martin continues to play in a competitive game, like mid-30s minutes. He's like a safe play. The minutes have been ticking down on Jabari Smith. They've been ticking up on my boy, Tarese, and I've been hammering this home all year. Why was he not playing more? And they're finally starting to play him more, and you see what happens, right? I just, I just cannot understand what Steven Silas is thinking. Been rotting Tarese on the bench, playing him like 15 minutes a game. Why has he not been playing more? He's finally starting to play more, and he's smashing. So 
I like Tarisen. His minutes have ticked up. Jay Sean Tate is 4.1K. Tyson's around 20 minutes. More of a secondary value. I'm not going to mess with anything else, though, for Houston. Final couple games, Utah and Dallas. Really unappealing team for Utah here. I know Colin Sexton is still out, but this rotation is kind of gross. No one's playing massive minutes. If you want to take a shot on Markkinen or Clarkson or Kessler in tournaments, be my guess. The price is up on Olenek. The price is up on THT. Chris Dunn seeing solid run off the bench, but... Oshio Bocci will see minutes. You'll, they'll throw minutes at Rudy Gay, the dust of Rudy Gay, and Fettuccine Alfredo, and I just, I'm not doing it. I, there's really nothing I like in Utah. Dallas, not a ton either. I think Luka and Kyrie are fine spend-ups. I wouldn't call either priorities. If I had to pick between the two, I think I would lean Luka, but the floor is a bit lower on him with Kyrie there. Like He can still go for like 45 fantasy points in a game where he's kind of struggling. Kyrie at 9-3. And does he still have a ceiling? Yes, but... And more secondary spend up. Hardaway Jr. minutes kind of up and down. So if you want to take a shot in him for tournaments and hope he shoots well, I guess it's okay. Reggie Bullock should play a ton. He's just probably not going to do a ton with the minutes. Again, I guess he's fine. I just, mm, unappealing game for me. Finally, Memphis and the Lakers. So this is not an unappealing. This is an appealing game to target, in my opinion. No jaw. No Steven Adams, no Brandon Clark. Tyus Jones is still very much underpriced. I think he's one of the best plays of the slate. In my opinion, he should be like a 7 to 8K player with John Morant out. So I'm 4.9K is just way too cheap. Great matchup. I love Tyus Jones. The upside goes up at Triple J. The upside goes up in Desmond Bain. I like the ceiling on both. Dylan Brooks is probably going to shoot 20 plus times. I like his ceiling if he can knock down a few of them. Xavier Tillman should play a lot. You know, they just don't have a lot of bigs right now. So I think we see 30 to 35 minutes from Tillman. He's a reasonable option. I don't know if I get to anyone else, like any of the bench guys. I mean, you'll see some Aldama. You'll see some Conchar. You'll see some Canard. But Roddy will be in the rotation most likely, too. I would say mainly the top five guys. And I like all five of the starters, with Tyus Jones being my favorite. The Lakers, to close it out, I really like Anthony Davis at 10-8. I think we see... Close to 40 minutes from him. He's the clear go-to guy. He looks good. D'Lo status, uh, he's questionable. That's huge. If D'Lo's in, it really downgrades everyone else here for the Lakers. Schroeder looks worse. Vanderbilt looks worse. Beasley looks worse. Troy Brown should lose minutes. Reeves should lose minutes. Lonnie Walker could get almost kicked out of the rotation. So it's really going to downgrade a lot of these Lakers if D'Lo is in. If D'Lo's out, though, I have interesting secondary guys. Like Dennis Schroeder should probably see mid-30s minutes. He should be the number two offensively. Malik Beasley, if he can knock down his shots, has a ceiling. He's been a little bit quiet of late. Vanderbilt feels priced right. Troy Brown seeing a ton of run. Austin Reeves and playing very well off the bench. He's the guy that can stuff the stat sheet. Lonnie Walker will probably see 20-ish minutes if there's no D'Lo. So there'd be a good amount to like here more if D'Lo is out. If D'Lo's in, though, don't really know if I'd prioritize any of these value plays. So that's going to do it for the video, guys. Again, if you have been enjoying so make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I really appreciate you guys for watching. Um, check out the prize pick video I have up after this. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one.